Hey, Scott. Mm-hmm. So this year for Valentine's Day, I was thinking we'd do something a little bit different, okay? Wait we a really minute. mix things up. First Haley. of all, I think we should do, we should make it three days long. Haley. Three days long. On the first day, I get dressed up. I dance oh around God. in maple. Haley. Like Midsummer, way less creepy. On the second day, Haley. We get a picnic, get a real spread anymore. going. And then we like lay under the full moon. Haley. Very romantic, right? And then on oh the third day, on the third day, I chase you through the woods. Haley. Yes? It's February 18th. Oh. Yeah. You missed it. Oh, and oh no. We can't even extend it for an extra three days. Oh, dear. This sounds an awful lot like the chilling adventures of Sabrina. The Lupercalia episode. Yeah, at least you can say it. It's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. Wakes up out of a building. Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you. That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited. I'm so We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Curlin. Repeat after me. Repeat looper, after me. Looper. No. Repeat lo- after me. Looper. Repeat after me. Looper. I will reach across this couch. <laughs> I can't say the word. Looper. Looper. Like that Bruce Willis movie. Looper. Looper. Kalia. Kalia. Looper. Looper. Kalia. Kalia. Looper Kalia. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> cool whip cool whip hi, hi welcome to writer's bagel basket again i'm scott curlin hi i'm your wife and you're giving me diction and in, in, in pronunciation lessons i didn't know this was a finishing school oh i'm sorry you weren't aware of that is that why i have a book on my head yes now put on this uniform <laughs> uh speaking of fancy schools this is just all leather is is it a Kind of. <laughs> Leather and lace, I would say. If I had to describe this episode in two words. Leather and lace. <laughs> I would describe this episode as, as Bob Barker used to say, don't forget to have your pets spayed and neutered. Actually, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. This is not your mother's... Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, not your mother's Sabrina. Yeah. That we all know and love. It still has I the love, two horny arms. I love both versions, but I'm so on board with the aesthetic of this show. I know. I like I would live in this show, aesthetic you, wise. You saw the them showing the original cast of Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah. The pilot of this. I know. L- Melissa Joan Hart was clutching her pearls That's real That's because she's like a born again Christian. Yeah. And this is all about the devil. <laughs> She's like, where's Penn Jillette? Yeah. This episode. They say things like, get us the heaven out of here. Yeah. That, okay, that's forcing it. That's. Yeah, there's some, there, there are moments during the course of the show where I roll my eyes. I, 
I didn't mind the third season of this Sabrina as much. Um, but there, it, it has its moments. Like uh, the second season when they made a reference to the Phantom of the Opera, the play. Yeah. <laughs> and I was rolling my eyes the entire time. Yeah. Not that song. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, but yeah. So do you want to give a synopsis of this episode? A synopsis? No, considering I'm the host, the the TV guide rule goes to the guest. Okay. Host. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is the paragraph of this episode? The paragraph is, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> yes. Also. It's all about sex. Come it, on. You can't tell me any different. Well, I would also say, this is the third episode of Sabrina, and here's the kitchen sink, and we're throwing everything at it. Pretty much. Yeah. There's there's so many. There's a little too many B-plots there, in, in there, this show. There are. Oh, I totally forgot about Miss Boardwell's. There are four B stories. Yeah. Okay, so we have the main one in which the the A the A story is that Sabrina and her friends at the academy are getting ready for Lupercalia, which is based on an actual real life holiday that was celebrated. I don't uh, know if where... you're getting excited or upset. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, see, so I I took Roman history in high school, so I knew about Lupercalia. Long before, like, we got this episode. But it is they? a Roman holiday in which an animal was sacrificed. Ooh. They would take this, the, the dead flesh of the animal, cut it into strips, make a whip out of it, and then they would, like, the men would run around the town whipping, like, any women they fancied in the hopes of, like, blessing them with fertility. <laughs> Because that's how you impress ladies is by hitting them in that. I, yeah, that's that'll do it. <laughs> this episode is like Caligula. It really is, but so, but unlike the Roman origins, their celebration takes place over the course of like three days and is broken down. I've into noticed like, on Sabrina, it's always like three or four days. Yeah, like this, all of their ceremony. There's not like a like a forty-five minute. <laughs> ceremony can't we just have like a satyr yeah also the fact of the matter that this episode felt it was 58 minutes long but it felt forever it did it took us two days to watch this episode there well you made the point like that they're exploring all different types of love in the b stories so honestly i could have done without everything except for i i really liked miss boardwell's i liked theo and his dads Uh, yeah yeah but that that lasted i think that could have that could have been saved for another episode i really do they should have addressed it in the second episode but i I think they did it really well i just didn't think it needed to take place in this particular episode um, I did not need any of the Raws and and uh, what's I, his face, Mister Mister Milk Toast. I could do without Harvey Kinkle. Thank you. The Harvey in this version is so. Let's see. If I had to, well, he's like freaking KJ Apa. I like I like Ross Lynch. I mean, he played Jeffrey Dahmer, but I like Ross Lynch. As... No, no, I'm saying like the character himself. Harvey is a Milk Toast character, right? 
But he is like your good old boy. <laughs> yes, he's like the Pat Boone of. Come here, old sport. <laughs> yeah, he he's a cover artist. Come here, scout. <laughs> uh, um, he he's just. I don't know. Snooze. Also, he gets so angry at Sabrina whenever he sees her. Well, I mean, I do understand like the reasons for that. But like, they have already made up at this point. Eh. Debatable. It's, it's just because she's now dating let's, Nick. Let's not get into that. I don't want to get into spoilers. Okay. All right. He's a dick. Yeah, he's Anyways, a dick. Anyways. And this is back when Nick was awesome. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He turns into a dick. He kind of starts in this episode. But I did warn you. Remember we were watching the first season and as soon as they introduced Nick and I heard his name, I was like, oh. And you were like, what? What's going on? And I said, his name is Nick Scratch. And you were like, what does that mean? And I said, Scratch, as in old Scratch, as in the devil. And I think old Nick was also the name for a devil. So, yeah, well, that was the name of Tom Waits' character in the Imaginarium of Doc- Dr. Parnassus. The devil has lots of very colorful, yeah, but colorful I, names. I would have preferred Tom Waits as the devil in this show. Like, where do you get old Scratch? I, I just don't understand I that. I don't know. But, is, but I was right. He he he's tied to the devil in a, in you know ways I won't disclose. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. here he seems in this episode he seems like a decent guy for the most part. Okay, I could also do without Zelda's proposal from. Um, no, I think that was necessary. Not in this episode. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah. They could have just because we already knew at this point going as they were. Yeah, we already knew at this point they were into BDSM and like <laughs> they were. I'm not talking out of turn. Yeah. Well, so we open with um, Sabrina and Nick. They're at a dance. No, it's not a dance. It's an orgy. <laughs> it's it's a pre-, it's pre. Yeah, it's the pregame before They're the orgy. Tailgating. If like if. Baxter High celebrates like, football. Yeah. Their their sport is having sex. Yeah. And they're pre-gaming. There are some like references to like ancient Rome throughout the episode, which I found interesting. Like the floor, I pointed out that the dance floor that they're on, I think has a mosaic that was from Pompeii or ancient Rome, if I remember. Yeah, and and <sighs> which is fitting. Also, no one wears underwear to a school. Di- I mean, everyone wears underwear underneath clothes. But do they, Scott? Do they? <laughs> but like, she's in a teddy, and he's in underpants, and Ambrose is in a freaking leather. Well, that comes later. No, that comes later. No, at the beginning. No, she's not in a teddy. She's wearing like a dress that looks like it's made of dragon scales. Well, Dorcas and Agatha and Prudence are like practically naked oh yeah i mean okay everyone around them is naked and they're (laughs) (laughs) they're in the they're in the process of getting naked yeah so everyone else around them is having sex and they're in a school dance like every time they turn around it's like a game like they're they're playing a game of strip poker and sabrina's just not aware of it and neither so they they introduce to her like they're like oh lupercalia's in the next few days and she's like what is that and, and they're, they're like, like you'll every- find out. <laughs> You're a virgin, not for much longer. <laughs> yeah. 
TikTok, Sabrina. Well, they make so many gross references to Sabrina being a, a virgin. virgin. Yeah. Especially when Prudence goes, and the cherries are for... Popping. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they gross, have... Gross, 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 gross. The picnic that they give them, I would not eat anything in that basket. Yeah, okay, so the second... So the first celebration is like the choosing ceremony where they dance around. I enjoyed that scene. The midsummer. Yeah, the midsummer. Um, yeah, and you except- shall be the most magnificent May Queen that we have. Um, I did like that they played a trick on Dorcas, who, I mean, she's already named Dorcas. How much more pain can you inflict on her? Hey, um, isn't it Dorcas? It, never mind. Why? Why would you name her Dorcas? I don't um, know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> I guess fart face was already taken. But like Dorcas is like, yeah, she's she's getting after it. Well, throughout this entire episode, she's like going for it. Yes. Um, it's like the ghost of Courtney Love has <laughs> inhabited her body. Oh God. Um, man, Courtney Love is but really so becoming like they dance around the satanic maypole, and Sabrina chooses. Uh, Nick and Nick chooses her, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And but Dorcas gets the only virgin boy in school and like and she's she- like, Well, I'll fix this. <laughs> yes. Those who cannot do teach. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. I don't know. I felt really gross watching this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's like they're supposed to be in high school, but like Sabrina's wearing like Betty Page underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go for my pinup. Like, and then like they have 90s and they're running through the woods in their lace 90s. And it's just like, it feels very voyeuristic throughout the entire episode. Well, I guess after this, after the celebration, they're gonna paint Sabrina on the backs of bombers. (laughs) Everyone looks like a pinup model. (laughs) Yeah. A pinup model if she had sex with Red Riding Hood. <laughs> yeah, a pinup model. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. There's one thing about Roz and Harvey I want to quickly talk about. And okay. That, we'll, we'll plow right through it. Yeah. Okay, so. We'll they're, be now. They're friends at the beginning of the episode. Yep. They go on one date. Yep. And then they're making out. Yep. Like, like she doesn't even realize it's a date. And then she's like, oh, it's a date. And then they're making out. What the fuck? Well, it's Valentine's Day. No, it's sloppy writing. And then she goes blind. (laughs) Yeah. Love is blind. Get it? Get it? Which is another terrible show on Netflix. Nobody should watch except for me when I'm very sick and have nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now we're becoming enemies with Courtney Love, Netflix, and apparently Betty Page. No. I Um, love Betty Page. Um, but, but But yeah, I just thought like... They spent no time setting up that relationship. Yeah, that it is super rushed. It's like to everything else. It feels like they they wanted to and Harvey, do this over like a Harvey, few episodes. Like, Harvey just can't catch a break. First, he ends up with a witch, and now he's got a psychic. And now he's got a psychic. He's just moving through like all of like all of like every aisle of the Halloween store. Like, he's going to end up with a werewolf next, I'm telling you. Well, also... Oh, there's a werewolf in this episode also. Yeah, but... Oh, wouldn't it be great if he ended up with Amalia by the end of this episode? No, because... Never mind. At least she would have lived. <laughs> Spoiler! 
Amalia's the werewolf. Anyways. Yeah. We'll we'll jump into that. But yeah, so but but Harvey keeps making out with women and then finds out they're a witch or that they're a psychic. It's because he makes out with them. <laughs> he he's literally gonna, he's literally he's gonna be blame. a serial killer by the end of the series. Yeah. That would make sense. He, he like he just he can't take it anymore and he just goes nuts. Play Jeffrey Dahmer I'm once. Gonna kill all the non normal ones. Well, isn't he a witch hunter? Yeah, actually. Yeah, he is. He's descended from witch hunters. But getting back, okay, so we went through the only thing I want to talk about with Roz and Harvey. Yes. Going back. Yes. I want to talk about Hilda. 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 You mean Fran Drescher? I have to talk about that. Like, the outfit they put her in, she looks like... Mr. Sheffield! (laughs) (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. She was working in a... Malt shop in Greenvale. <laughs> I can't. That I, did not work. Yeah, that did not work. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's got a she's got a crush on her. She's she's hot for employer there. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's got a crush on her boss, who is possessed by a succubus. Because why the hell not? And yeah. well, you find out that he bec- he. I love their love story. I know, but I am he so became in entranced by it because. If you think about it, he was technically doing the witch version of masturbating. What? He, 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 he possessed himself because he didn't know how to do it right. He did No. This, that's what he said. He said he did the spell wrong and it backfired on him. No, so he the, the spell was for summoning a demon and the demon was a succubus and the succubus possessed him. So whenever he's in the mood for love... Um, he the succubus rears its ugly head. Yeah, so he did it too much. He went blind. <laughs> Should have <laughs> had more cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see it, but I made a face to Haley like, eh? <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> yes, but she does look like Fran Drescher and like, it, it's not even subtle. She's yeah, wearing leopard I, print. But honestly, knowing what we know about Hilda's character... That is what I would think she would find sexy. Leopard print, blonde extensions, like she's got the 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 little sh- heeled shoes with like feathers on them. Like she is ready to go. She is ready for a night on the town. Do, 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 do. Or in her she case, the bookstore. Never mind. I don't care. Insert clip. <laughs> She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens Till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door She was there to sell makeup for the father some more She had style, she had fun, she was there That's how she became the nanny But yes, I, I love her in this when she's trying to seduce him Because she's really bad at it yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, she's she's like, no. Let's, so let's talk about before we go back to Sabrina and her her romantic troubles. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Hilda and Zelda. Because they're they're on opposite ends of the spectrum in so many ways, and especially in this episode. When Sabrina finds out what Lupercalia is, like so Zelda's approach. She's like Emperor Palpatine. She's like, do it. 
do it. (laughs) Come to the dark side. But she's coming from a place of where, like, yes, you should partake in this because it's empowering. And, you know, you are, you know, ready to, you know, flower into womanhood. I don't know. Yeah, and Hilda's like the Yoda, and she's like, sex you must not do. Well, so, like, again, Zelda's like, no, it's empowering. You should do it. Don't be afraid. And And Hilda's like, it's icky. (laughs) It's sticky and it's wet. Hilda's like, listen, you know, you don't have to take part in this ceremony. Do what makes you feel comfortable. And so... (laughs) You can stay at home and read a book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I just... And neither one of their perspectives is wrong. No, it's not. But it's about what's right for Sabrina. And Sabrina doesn't really know, in, at least in the beginning of the episode, what she wants. Also, I didn't really care for this episode as much as the others because Ambrose really didn't have anything to do. And I love Ambrose. Yeah. Ambrose is a fun character. I enjoy him and Miss Boardwell. Yeah. Also known as Lilith. Yes. I, I just, I, I, I find her character so interesting. And her relationship with Adam, uh, her fiancé, which so Lilith possesses, you know, the body of one of Sabrina's teachers. And then her fiancé comes back from, what did, what did he call it? Physicians uh, with, <laughs> Without Frontiers or something yes, like that? Yes, Physicians Without Frontiers, which that's the same as Shankshaw. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> But if you don't know who Lilith is, she was Dr. Crane's wife on Frasier. Haley is giving me the biggest death glare right now. Because <laughs> little little insight into our marriage. I love Frasier. Haley does not. I just, it's not for me. I'm sorry. It's just not. Good God, Niles. Any, but seriously, Lilith was the devil's plaything. That's how he tells um, it. But I love like when like she is so like gung ho to kill this guy because of course like he's he's dead weight and he's he's also a loose end that yeah, she needs to she, tie up. Yeah, and she's hungry. Yeah, she hasn't um, feasted in a millennia. <laughs> and then he's like, "Look at this like weird fetish doll I brought you," and then she's like, "Oh well, look at this stuff, isn't, isn't it neat?" Wouldn't, Wouldn't you, you say my collection's complete? Wouldn't you say I'm the girl, the girl who has fetish dolls? <laughs> but <laughs> I got demons and who's it's a plenty. <laughs> we we uh, could keep going, but let's not. <laughs> I I don't want to risk getting sued by Disney any more than we already have on this on this podcast. I heard what you did on your podcast, huh? <laughs> oh no, Mr. Mouse. Kick your ass, I will. <laughs> um and so yeah, so going back to Sabrina's story. So the first ceremony, like I said, we have the midsummer ceremony. Then we have <laughs> all around the mulberry bush. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that the kid who is pretending to be Nick. Just like he gave me a hundred bucks. But but like the look on his face is like, yeah, she's She's gonna do it. <laughs> he knows what's in store for him. A hundred like bucks. Like a gazelle. <laughs> like a gazelle who turns around. No, no, there's a lion there. Um, but who's name? Wait. I forget his name. 
I'm Melvin? Forget. Melvin? Is Melvin. it Melvin? Of course it's, Melvin. it's fucking Melvin. With Dorcas and Mel- Melvin. <laughs> Match made in hell. <laughs> uh, but so the, on the second night, they have... A picnic. A picnic. <laughs> Where, where they're supposed to abstain. They're supposed to abstain. But you think with, with Dorcas <laughs> and Melvin, he's like, so tomorrow it's going to be, ah! And she just jumps on him. Yeah, of course. She actually says later on, she's like, I didn't abstain. We totally did it. Like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he- We popped the cork after the champagne and then I popped something else. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've heard with the term popping in it since the cherry popping daddies. What? That's a band. Oh, that's really the name? Yeah. No wonder they vanished into obscurity, and thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, so, yeah, the picnic. First of all, let's talk about the contents of this picnic basket. No. They said, they said blood and honey for the blessing. No, no, wait. It's, it was milk and blood for the Shouldn't blessing. be milk and honey. I don't know. But I distinctly remember oysters and figs for fertility and virility. Oh, and, God. And um, first of all, those oysters have got to be gross now. <laughs> like, I don't know where Greendale is supposed to be, but I don't see any oceans nearby. That is going to be some rank ass seafood, and then, and then figs, figs are the the part figs are of, disgusting. First of all, I mean I like them, but I'm not too picky when it comes to fruit. But let's be honest, figs are like the part of a fancy charcuterie board that like nobody touches. It's just like just for Instagram pics. It's, <laughs> Wait, it's where's just, the prosciutto and the fresh mozzarella? Yeah. You don't worry about that. <laughs> You enjoy your blood and milk and honey and yeah. figs. It's just like, first of all, it's like, can we get some mozzarella sticks in this basket? Like, come on, seriously. Also, putting We're oysters. are going to be out here all night. They put raw oysters in there, and they they clearly don't use refrigeration. Someone's going to get a parasite. Maybe they're magical oysters. <laughs> Someone's getting a parasite. I mean, I, I find oysters gross, period. I call them sea boogers. Yeah, and I find them deadly because they'll kill me. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I am allergic to them. Do you remember that restaurant we went to where you couldn't eat anything on the menu? <laughs> no, I'm only allergic to one thing to consume, and that's oysters. Right, but there was still like... Well, we couldn't eat anything, period, because it was all stuff that I you... I feel ha- like we've talked about this on the podcast No, we haven't. Before. We have sure? No, I feel we, like we have We haven't. Okay, all right. We haven't. And also, we can talk about this place because they went out of business. Yeah, exactly. Their name was Hungry Mother, and they were assholes to us. Okay, who has a restaurant that you don't tell people up front? We were bamboozled. We were hoodwinked. We went in there, and they served water in mason jars. So I'm expecting a certain level of, like, cooking. Yeah. I'm expecting, like, burgers and maybe fries and the fanciest. Because we I'm already expecting- established on the previous episode that Haley is a country bumpkin. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me play a song for you. Who, 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 Listen, you know what? Like, unlike, you know, Sabrina and her, her 
you know, male friend there, I could last a night in the woods without panicking. And I have actually. You, on the other hand, <laughs> city boy. Yeah, I can last a night you in the city. You heard a wolf howl. You'd bow out in like two seconds. You'd be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. And in the city, if you heard a crackhead howling, you'd be like, what's that? I'd be like, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Um, but no, so they, yeah, so I was expecting, the fanciest I was expecting was like fries and my, like a like tiny hush little puppies. basket. <laughs> like I was just not expecting, like, they gave us the menu because usually the okay, menu well, is outside. Okay, hold on, hold no, on. No, 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 no. They didn't tell us that it was a four course meal. And they, because, and we didn't think to look because the menu wasn't outside. Like it usually is. Like usually you have the menu outside so people on the street can look and decide if they want to go in. They didn't have that. And they didn't give us a menu when we walked in. So we sat down, got our waters, and then we looked at the menu and it was, oh boy. (laughs) Fried oysters. Um, Fiddlehead ferns, which are very difficult and very dangerous to cook. Yeah, if you don't cook them correctly, you can die. There was tongue. I distinctly remember tongue. There was also whale's eggs. Um, it literally was like like Sabrina reading off of one of her spells. Like, yeah, but was, also they they had dead man's toe. I have newt. But when I told them that I, I was allergic to the oysters, they're like, "Oh, yeah." We were like immediately like, "We have to get out of here." And they thought we were going like they thought we were going to do a dine and dash, which we hadn't even dined yet. So it's like. Yeah, fuck you guys. But they were so incredibly rude to us. So like, like it's like we have. Why did you waste our time? Yeah, basically. So we got out of there. And anyway, end of story. Back to the episode. We ended up eating at an Aubon Pond that night. Yeah, that was the saddest grilled cheese I've ever had. Uh, It made this picnic basket they eat look very delectable. Well, the funny thing is, after that restaurant closed. Like four really good restaurants opened up across the street. Yeah. Um, Annie Hoozle. But so. Yes, it was. It was. They called it Hungry Mother because you went in hungry and you left hungry too. <laughs> and you were angry. Yeah. Anyways, yes, back to this episode. They had a disgusting basket. Yes, so they go out and like they bless each other with the blood and the milk, I guess. Um, Sabrina's in her Betty Page underwear. Like, she is ready to go to a Dita Von Teese concert. She is all set. And it's just weird to see. Like, it's like she's in high school. Like, that's what's you know, the creepiest thing about this. It's a high school that's like, yeah, you guys are like teenagers. Why don't you go have sex? It's like, you know, girls in high school, it's like you don't even care about your bra matching your underwear. Like, let alone having stockings with the, like, the clips and the, you know, all the bells and whistles and elastics and all that fancy, you know, stuff. I totally didn't hear clips. I heard you say something fast. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about what I thought. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You're thinking about it. Why are you thinking about it? Don't think about it. (laughs) But... And then, so we hear, this is where we come to the A plot. We have... Nick has a familiar, which is a variable. All witches have familiars. Sabrina's, of course, is Salem. But here's what I don't understand. This is what I call bullshit on also. Yeah, this is bullshit. So 
great with the wolf reference because uh, Lupercalia, it, the the loop loop looper part of it is translates to wolf in Latin. So it totally makes sense that there would be a wolf in here. And, like, they're already dressed up like Red Riding Hood anyway, so it makes perfect sense. But why werewolves? <laughs> she is a werewolf. His familiar is a werewolf, and she is dressed like... Jennifer Hudson and cats. Yeah, she's like freaking Grizabella. She, she, has, she has a fur coat on. She's, like, got a stole... And like she's she's got a bustle. It just doesn't okay, make any fucking her, sense. Her her fur coat looks like a fur coat from the seventies. It looks like they stole a fur coat from the set of the Jeffersons, and they're like, "Hey, put this on." Um, but so I just I thought like all along we've learned that like the familiars are animals. Like they're animals that like the like these goblin forest spirits go into and like that's how they manifest themselves. I don't know. But also they but know why a werewolf has to be part human. Right. In order to be a werewolf. But the goblins that are in the that go into familiar f- form, they Yeah, they 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 take the, the the um they take the shape of an animal. Right, but they're also high functioning so they yeah. like Salem understands. They treat what's her name? Amalia. Am- Amalia. Ahoma. Amalia. They treat her like she well, they, is an idiot and doesn't understand. No, but remember, she's supposed to be going rabid. Like she's going nuts with jealousy. Because Sabrina's now in the picture and Amalia's not having any of that nonsense. And I feel so bad for the wolf. First of all, I have a I, can we just be done with the wolf being the bad guy? Can we just be done with it? I'm so sick of it. Pick a different villain. They sh- Wolves are intelligent, beautiful, family-oriented creatures. Okay, this should have been a two-parter, and the first half should have been from the perspective of Amalia. I guess, yeah. And then the second work. episode should have been from Sabrina's perspective. Eh. I mean... I think there's some issues with structuring it that way, but but the point is like Amalia raised Nick. Yeah, that's that's the backstory we get. <laughs> and then like she, she like Nick's parents died, Amalia raised Nick as like a a cub and which I don't even want to know what that entailed. Um and gross. <laughs> gross that's disgusting well it's not like she can go to the store and pick up some formula he should be way more messed up yeah yeah way more messed up but it's like i don't understand because it's like why not just make her a wolf just make her a wolf and like take away the the weird (laughs) the weird elizabethan dress and and she looks like she's like a pimp on Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> it it just doesn't. <laughs> Where's Huggy Bear? Because clearly she has to be part human, and that doesn't work at all. So, um, so, and then like the whole purpose is that of the whole purpose of this episode is that Nick is realizes that his familiar has become a, like possessed by jealousy. She's gone rabid. 
and she's going to kill Sabrina if and, he doesn't do something about it. And he has to kill her, but right. he doesn't. No, he doesn't, and I can't blame him. I mean, he's... No, I don't blame him either. Amalia's been around for far longer than Sabrina. Right. And, yeah, she's going rabid, and it's not... It is very toxic, but it's just like, you know... <sighs> but the question is, does she go rabid because he puts her in the phantom zone or the phantom zone yeah like he he what's the phantom zone remember he well it's phantom zone is from superman but remember he banishes her to a corner of the universe yeah he's like i i put her in the forest of sorrow right by the mountains of madness i'm like are you kidding me that was another forest of sorrow is she there with morrissey (laughs) yes yep to die by your side (laughs) But, and I just, this is where I struggle with this episode because, like, he, he, he feigns killing her and. Yeah, he kills another wolf. He says, like, I killed another wolf to, you know, and it's like that poor wolf. I just imagine like a cartoon wolf from a Tex Avery cartoon, like walking like, by. How's it going? What you doing? Ah, I gotta go down to the Kit Kat Club and howl at a dame who's about to sing a song. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Aruga. But um, yeah, that poor wolf. Like that. <laughs> to keep up this ruse, you murdered an innocent animal so you could protect your rabidly jealous familiar, and. And then later, Sabrina's like, oh, you didn't kill her. Why did you lie to me? And it's like, because he loved her, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She raised him. (laughs) Amalia may have been a bitch, but you, Sabrina, are a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I struggle with Sabrina sometimes. She's too goody-goody. I don't think in this one she's that goody-goody at all. Yeah, I mean, her talk with Roz I mean, about she's doing like, it is oh, weird. Oh, you killed her for me. <laughs> I, like, Fuck yeah, you. And then she like smiles a bit, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> that is not a romantic gesture. We get it, Sabrina. You're a cat person. It's like if like if you were dating a guy and like his pomeranian or something bit you, and then the next day he presents to you a dead corpse. Like, here, I've killed this for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Madam Pricklebottom is no more. Yeah, to be fair, though, like, Sabrina does try to, like, reason with Amalia. But then as soon as, like, Amalia turns on Nick, she's just like, oh, no, time to die. And then she goes, like, all Brutus on it. <laughs> ow, ow, stop it. Her her knife looks yeah. like a crochet needle. It looks like a knitting needle. Yeah, that she stuffed into her stockings. Yeah, do you know what would have been great if she just yelled at she was doing it? By the power of Grayskull! <laughs> the, uh, there's just something about... I love Kieran Shipka, who plays Sabrina. I mean, she's great in just about any, everything. But as Sabrina, uh, she's it's just... It's just because sometimes the writing just doesn't hold up. Like I said, with that... Uh, the the um phantom of the opera moment and then you know the oh you killed you killed your 
<laughs> you killed the thing that loved and raised you? <laughs> oh, how sweet. Well, also, um, another thing that I have trouble with with the show from time to time is Lord Blackwood. Lord Blackwood's a dick. But the guy who plays him. I mean, I know he's a villain, but. The guy who plays him. Uh-huh. Was on a TV show in the BBC called Uncoupling. Yeah. Which was like their version of Friends. Okay. And he was like the Joey. All right. So to see him on this show from being Must like. Must be weird. It's incredibly weird because he was Greg on, on Uncoupling. And now to see him as. The high, dark priest. I will kill you. <laughs> it's like. It's like when you watch 13 going on 30 and you see Andy Serkis and you're like, he's Gollum. <laughs> but here he is in a purple suit. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, um, he, yeah, his love story with Zelda. I do like, though, how when he proposes to her, she's like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> And and then like sh- like Hilda's like oh we get to have a black wedding yay it's a, that's a nice thing. day for black wedding the show's called coupling not uncoupling I'm sorry conscious uncoupling <laughs> yeah that's what appeared when um yes and but Hilda is like very excited and Zelda's like oh yeah I'm only doing it for power and it's like okay <laughs> good for you yeah. <laughs> So the actor who plays him is Richard Coyle, and, <laughs> and that's what he looked like on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. He used to be a handsome devil, <laughs> and now he's just weird. Now I'm sorry, Lord Blackwood is so weird. He, Yeah, he's a very slick, sleazy character, but he's supposed to be, and he does play it well. Um, you haven't... You do notice, though, that in this show, he's got, like, really sharp nails. He has... He's got these claw... Claw... He's got cocaine nails. For a guy, would have been a nightmare. Like, can you imagine him on set? Like, he's trying to, like, text someone, and he's like, oh, fucking nails. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, they're cocaine nails. Mm. But, yes... (laughs) Um. Also, how he proposes to her, the the two turtle doves. I'm sure I wasn't the turtle, turtle doves. Two turtle doves. Ah, oh, Zelda, you're the but best thing two, to happen to witchcraft since Cracker Jacks. But they're two turtle dove hearts. What is it with hearts? Stop killing animals. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Paper Nothing hearts. Nothing says romance like candy hearts with the bloody innards of your victims. Fake hearts. And by victims, I mean poor, defenseless animals. This is a show for serial killers. After, so, so after uh, Nick went into the woods to kill that poor, defenseless wolf who had a family, and. Daddy? And then Lord Daddy! Blackwood, yeah. <laughs> Daddy, did you catch that rabbit for my birthday? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Lord Blackwood comes along and shoots two turtles. What up. if they were just walking in the woods and they passed each other and they're like, hey. What's up? Hey. <laughs> they both have blood on their hands. 
<laughs> or is there like a store that you go to? Okay, I need a wolf's heart. Turtle I need do- two turtle dove hearts. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're all out of turtle doves. Would regular doves work? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at them blankly. No. We have pigeons in stock. Plenty of pigeons. They're like a tie-dyed dove. Technically, there is no genetic difference between pigeons and doves. Well, I don't remember a magician pulling a fucking pigeon out of his head. The poor ones do. (laughs) Did I ever tell you the story of when I was on the New York subway and a guy dressed as a magician, cape and everything and top hat, comes on the door shut and he... (laughs) He starts doing magic, and he pulls a dove out, and everyone, everyone is not impressed. And I'm like, guys, he just pulled. They're like, great. Now I'm gonna get dove shit on my briefcase. Well, everyone was. I did not need this before my 9 a.m. meeting. Everyone was like, okay, thank you. And he just. But this was New York. I'm sure they've seen like I'm sure they've seen two people like blow each other on the back back of the subway. But the guy, he basically looked like the Count from Sesame Street. That's not me being gross, by the way. I have heard people from New York tell crazy stories like that. I almost got stabbed on the subway. Yes, you did. Um, but yes, I feel like you're not a true New Yorker until you get almost stabbed on the subway. But he comes in and he just reaches into his pocket, pulls out a dove, and it flies away. Well, did it fly away? Because I assume it was trapped. Well, (laughs) it flew into the door and then the door opened up and it flew out. Oh, good. It made an escape. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, it was like all fucked up afterwards. (laughs) Hey, what happened? You don't even want to know what was in that guy's pocket, man. (laughs) And probably that magician was thinking, oh, man, now I need to buy a new dove. He didn't buy a dove. He stole that dove. (laughs) He stole it from a pen store. (laughs) But he had a cape. A full-on cape. If you're going to have doves in your pocket, you should have a cape. That is part of the ensemble. But it was one of those black on the front, red on the inside. It looked like he looked like he was going to a child's birthday party. I'm sure he was. I think he was just kicked out of a child. He was practicing. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was chosen to be a part of a magic show? I feel like I've heard this before. I'd say I was a willing participant, but I would be lying. Did you get cut in half? They took me out of the audience before I had time to say anything. Yes, I was cut in half. And the, the magician... Did nothing to put me at ease. He put a bucket underneath it. And keep in mind, granted, I was much younger. I was in like middle school. He puts a bucket underneath the table, you know, for all the blood. Who is this, Penn and Teller? And and then he's like, hey, do you have insurance? And I'm like, mom. (laughs) See, a good magician would be when they put the, the, the blades in, have like a bucket of blood. The sign said magician, 
But I, what, I, I truly worried in my heart of hearts that he was a serial killer and this was going to be like his last hurrah. Gacy was a clown? I'm a magician. Like he was going to finish on a high note and I was going to be his victim. And just for the pure pleasure of like watching the audience like slowly realize like, nope, she's dead. And <laughs> and then he just points to the audience and be like, you can't say anything because now you're all accomplices. <laughs> Um, that's not how murder works. <laughs> that's not how accessory after the fact works. <laughs> um, In a simpler world. No. <laughs> no, in every world. Wait, that's not it. That's not how it works. No. You murder world. a child no. in front of people. <laughs> and they, and they become accomplices by t- by default? No. <laughs> That'd be funny if he also had it planned, and all these cops come in and arrest him and everyone Can else. You imagine what does that world look like? Oh, he's killing her. Better turn around. <laughs> I thought I saw a police officer somewhere. Uh, he'll he'll work his way down here. Anyways, you were chopped in half. Go on. <laughs> that brings a whole new meaning to the term mandatory minimum. <laughs> <laughs> so you were chopped in half. Go on. No, but I knew how he did it because I li- like I literally like I he put me underneath like the little arch thing that they put over you mm-hmm. and. Like, and I was getting really uncomfortable, so I got up, and he takes, like, he puts his hand on my desk, and he slams me down, not assuaging me at all from my belief that he is a serial killer in You're going to die, and this is how it ends. And he's like, nope, <laughs> you stay put, little miss, and... Did he call you little miss? I don't know. I was... <laughs> is he the robot butler from I Bicentennial was, Man? I was, I was sincerely regretting not making a will, like... <laughs> And I leave all my beanie babies to uh, not cool. <laughs> um, Just picture a 12 year old Haley writing a last will and testament. No, let me tell you what that that Haley looked like, because I remember it distinctly. So I had a, a bob. I, I had. Yes, I did have a bob at this point. I had um, I had crystal necklaces oh no i had a shirt with rainbow sleeves and a big sparkly heart on the front i had pants with like different color patches you know the ones that you get from a craft store that you iron on to cover the holes and then i had boys sketcher sneakers oh jesus christ <laughs> You're what we like to call a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, You're that I was what rare they call fun. a bully's perfect victim. <laughs> and a magician's perfect victim. Um, Who are we going to beat up on today? Hey, Ahoy! We were talking about Sabrina. <laughs> yes. But, so, yeah, this, like, so, and then, but, like, I do, with, with the only moment I appreciate with Roz... Because before the the final ceremony where they chase each other through the woods and then we have the final conflict with Amalia and Nick, um, Roz has 
a moment alone with Sabrina and Sabrina's like confiding in her and she's like, I might actually lose my virginity tonight. And yeah, and you find out that Roz lost her virginity at Bible, Bible camp. camp. Bible camp. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not the man to make it. You don't even need to make the joke. We're all in on the <laughs> joke. Um, but, and I did enjoy their conversation. It is a very realistic conversation that they have. And, you know, it does put Sabrina at ease. And, um, yeah, it's just a very genuine moment between the two. Like, we, like, as the series goes on, her fr- her friendships with these people kind of wane, in my opinion. Yeah. And so we don't really get these genuine moments of, like, friendship. And this was one of them. So it was nice to have while it was there. But after that, it's like, I think Roz just should have. Well, in the later seasons, it's like, hey, you're going to do this thing for me. Oh, and I forgot Nick wanted to go to the the high school dance. Yeah. Which is where we first meet Amalia. Okay, yeah. So everyone, I guess, at, at a holiday dance, you have to wear suits to all of them. Because my Valentine's Day dance, yeah, we the requirement was sh- wearing a red shirt. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. For middle school and then high school, it was j- just... Just show up. Yeah, don't get anyone pregnant, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah. 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 So, yeah. he shows up in a full-on tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Nick shows up in a tux. And it would have been better if it was red because it kind of looked like the footloose. Like they're all dressed up like very 50s style dresses. Yeah, but Roz has the ugliest dress. I'm Yeah, I'm sorry, Roz. <laughs> she, she looks like she should be a backup singer for the Delphonics. <laughs> it's just the color is very... Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Um, um, do you remember your... Like any Valentine's Day dances that you had? Because I don't. Middle school, yes. High school, maybe, I think. I I remember, yeah, I remember high school because everyone started grinding and I just sat in the corner like, okay, you guys have a good time. <laughs> I was, af- was not ready. I was afraid I was afraid of my body. <laughs> um, I was afraid. Yeah, I I don't remember any Valentine's Day. Day. All my good memories of like Valentine's Day were, were like from when I was like super little. And in elementary school, we would make the like the Valentine's Day boxes that we would put at the end. Well, of yeah, desks. I remember doing that. That was my favorite. I always like I always put a lot of thought into into making my box. Well. <laughs> I was afraid. And I was afraid to dance at at, at the hol- at the Valentine's Day dance because a kid, a kid popped a boner, and everyone pointed it out and started Aww. laughing at him. So I'm like, "That's not going to be me." Poor Melvin. <laughs> also, I I showed up to this dance in a blazer. Of course you did. You were the Nick. You you showed up overdressed. Yeah. I, I like to be fashionable. <laughs> and just remember, hey, Scott, you want to dance? I'm like, no. No, I do not. Not like that, I don't. No. Face to face with a little space. That's my motto. <laughs> you crazy kids with your mollies. <laughs> is I, it I, the kids who are wrong or is it me? No, it's the children. Yeah. 
Am I out of ta- touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Insert no. clip. Boy, there are no children here at the 4-H club either. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> no, I'm the type of guy out of school dance who would talk to the chaperone. Mm. But, like, this is where I... This was the moment I really thought, like, Nick's a good guy. Yeah. Because, like, he genuinely wants to go to her high school. He genuinely wants to experience this part of her life. It's really sweet. Um, And they have a good time. And, whoa, the budget for this school dance, let me tell you. (laughs) I know it's in the gym, but, like, I mean, it's really fancy. It really is. It's like really nice. They also got a really good DJ who plays good music. Mm. (laughs) But also... I think we should have like dances in the gym again. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. You have way way more room. Yes. Ours was in the cafeteria, but the way the high school worked is there were two cafeterias because they were so small. Yeah. So it was in the smaller cafeteria. Yeah. So, no, yeah, let's do the gym. We always had our dances in the cafeteria just because of the shape of it. It was like a circle, and there was, like, windows all around. And so, it. but still, like, there was a ton of room. Yeah. The gym would have been ideal. Yeah. That's but, all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I know, I mean, we have the academy, which is, like, this creepy, decrepit old building. And then we have Sabrina's High School, which is really Baxter nice. High. Yeah. Really nice. There's like their lounge has like a fireplace in it, which <laughs> yeah. like it, it's it's really fancy. Yes. But getting to the end of the show. Yes, let's get to the end of it. When they kill Amalia. Wait, wait, wait. Before that before we talk about that. Well, we already just said she's dead, so Yeah. Before we talk about that, going back to Hilda after she seduces uh, Cerberus there and he reveals himself to her to be possessed she runs away of course because she's freaked out oh yeah and she Zelda's like this is how you do it yeah and then and then he goes to her and she's like he's like I know you won't understand I know like this sounds crazy and she's like oh man do I have a do I have a story to tell you okay sir? but this is why I also call bullshit because she is a witch she should know how to cure him well not everything that they deal with is like solved by like the snap of your fingers. Like, They're witches. They should know how to cure him. Like I would consider Hilda to be the most accomplished witch in the show in terms of like what she's able to do. Like she's like able to communicate really well with her familiars. She which spiders, which is gross. Um, and like she's able to like like, all of the stuff she cooks looks amazing. Like, she's like a kitchen witch. She's just cooking up pies that, you know. They're pies. They're, well, they're pies, but, like, all of the stuff that she makes has, like, some, like, she, she makes a cake that forces people to tell the truth. She's yeah. like, you know, stuff like that. Um, exactly. And, like, I don't know. I enjoy watching her magic the most, I would say. I love Lucy Davis. She mm-hmm. was Dawn on the original Office. Mm-hmm. She's from Shaun the Dead. She's great in everything. Yeah. She was in Wonder Woman. Hilda should be mixing Midnight Margaritas with Sandra Bullock <laughs> in Practical Magic. Like, that's the kind of witch she is. 
and put I enjoy it. Put the lime in the coconut and drink it all, all up. up. Put the lime in the coconut. I love Harry Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I this episode. Uh, it's it, a meh. I it's, do. It's like just it, because the the next episode is enjoy, so good. What did you enjoy about it? Uh Theo coming out to his dad. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. It's really well handled, and I like that moment. I truly do. I don't think it needed to take place in this episode. I think it would have been it, better served. It deserved its own episode. Uh, yeah, kind of. Theo, or at least it should have been. I, I don't know. I. I just, I felt like a, more time should have been devoted to it. Theo is one of the main characters. Theo's one of my favorites. I think Theo might be my favorite. Um, I yeah. just, also, the fact that the, the dad, they don't give him enough time to be understanding. Well, I think it's just because we're so accustomed in situations like this that it takes the parent, like, a while to you know, come to terms with the fact that he, you know. But he does, and he's fine with it, because... He, you know, he is. Um, but again, I that's why I I wanted more time to be devoted to it. Um, because again, I, I just think it deserved more than it got. And, um, and I really like Theo. I think he's an interesting character. And I like... That he, you know, has visions of his ancestor, Theodora. And, you know, I just, I, I think he's certainly more interesting than Harvey. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> but Man, you really hate Harvey. I just don't like the, the milk toast, you know, country bumpkins, as you would say. <laughs> country bumpkin boys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. He's a bumpkin. <laughs> he's probably in that greenhouse at your prom. Sometimes in the show, sometimes he, he goes pure bumpkin. Yeah. Um, also, there's way too much with, with Roz just coming, I'm blind! <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, it literally... Like she has one moment where she's like, "I'm blind." No, but but in at the beginning of the episode, she's like, "I might go blind," and then I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. They they literally they're like, "Oh yeah." The previous episode, they're like, "Yeah, you're starting, to, your eyesight's starting to go bad," and then I'm like, "Next episode, I'm blind." <laughs> one more time. I'm blind. <laughs> she's like, "It went dark." I'm blind with rage. <laughs> I oh what if that was a running gag? <laughs> I'm blind with like emotion. No, I'm blind, you idiot. Uh so yeah. Um how many bagels? So I really like that it touches on the origins of like the real origins of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hotly debated because like there is the story of like St. Valentine and everything. But Lupercalia was a real holiday. Yeah. It was about like love and fertility and all that, you know, nonsense. And so, and it makes sense that in a show about witches, we would see that. So I really liked that. Um, There were moments that I really enjoyed. Um, But there's just too much in this episode. Just too much crammed 
into it. And there's choices that just don't make sense. Like, why is the wolf in a dress? Why is it a werewolf? Like, it's it's just, you know, and Sabrina fluctuating between, you know. Sex and murdering animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she just, like, has major ups and downs in the show and not in a good way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, and also the voyeuristic quality of, like, this girl who's supposed to be 16 and I'm seeing her in full-on lingerie. I don't think that's necessary for anyone. Um, <coughs> not that I have, like, I, I don't have an, anything against it, but it's like, she's in high school. It just, it's, it's a little weird. It doesn't make sense for me. And, um... I lost count, so I have no idea how many bagels you're taking. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm giving it six and a half bagels. Okay. I'm going, I'm splitting it in half. Okay. Like a chocolate heart. <laughs> I'm giving you half and I'm eating the other one. Well, I'm giving it six. Mm-hmm. I think it's the weakest of that season, considering the next episode is one of my favorites. Which is, the, oh, the... um Doc, the, Dr. The uh, Halloween episode, yeah. No, it's not the Halloween episode. You can't go from Valentine's Day to Halloween. I thought it was the Halloween-themed episode. No. Oh. Dr. Cerebus's House of Horrors. But that's kind of like a Halloween episode. It's supposed to be um, a creep show. Okay. But, yes. Right. <clears throat> um, I, I think it's it was the weakest of one of the weakest of season two. Yeah. So yeah, six bagels is fine. Um, it's you know what? I'm just gonna give it six because I still I'm 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 taking the half away because I'm sick and tired of wolves being the villain. Also, in any show the best characters have nothing to do. Ambrose, Prudence. Yep. Um, Miss Boardwell's. Got no, it. she's she's got she's something, got a, but yeah. well, you like her more than I do. I just I enjoy her character. She's very complex. I, you know, I think she's got a lot more going for her than most of the characters in the show. Yeah. So we've come to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Next time we're doing a special themed one. Mm-hmm. To go with. What is on top lo- of the themes that we're already doing? Well, no, it, it's more, it, it's all about love, uh-huh. but it's about self love and female empowerment. Empowerment? Empowerment. Empowerment. So we're talking about Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Miss Harley Quinn, is what I'm going to be doing next <laughs> to end this month. <laughs> And you should Scott go. Scott Sleepy. Scott Very Sleepy. But that's the name of the movie, Birds of Prey, or The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Miss Harley Quinn. Which they later changed. To Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. <laughs> but this is a movie that you need to see in theaters. I think everyone should see it in theaters. It's fantastic. So I haven't seen it because I'm lazy. Yeah. I'm, I'll drag you and my dad. <laughs> Anyways, you can go to the movie theaters to see it. Please don't illegally download it. <laughs> I really hate when people do that. <laughs> Anyways, follow us on Twitter at W-R-T-R-B-A-G-E-L-B-S-K-T. It's on the website. We don't have to do this any t- every time. I like doing it. We have a website for a reason. Go and there. And we have an Instagram, find the links. Facebook. So a any- poorly maintained Instagram. 
That's not true. I posted a ton of pictures of me beating up Cole in Disney World. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is me beating up Cole, just like Sabrina beat up that wolf. <laughs> Tune in next week. But anyways, until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Sweetie, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.